You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number. If you'd like to jump in on the show with us this morning, our Twitter is at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email address for our show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app. To your smartphone, there's a chat box in there, and people have been using the chat box a lot, uh, and you're more than welcome to do that and most of the time we'll read uh, most of those over the air if they're a question we'll try to answer it over the air as well if it has to last it has to be tough with standing the elements year after year when it comes to building outdoors it doesn't come any tougher than yellowwood brand pressure treated pine from great southern wood for projects stand up against mother nature's best be sure to head on down to your local dealer uh, your local yellowwood dealer uh, and find Pressure-treated pine from great southern wood. Always remember, when you're going to build that next backyard, you want to use that great southern. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Kevin Skarbinski will join us at 7.30. No guests in the second hour, so we'd love to have your phone calls here the first 30 minutes, and then we'll have plenty of time in the second hour. Also, we have Nick Saban clips from yesterday that's uh, talking about the Iron Bowl and uh, does Auburn's loss make them more dangerous uh, in this Iron Bowl? So we'll discuss all that throughout these two hours. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay, Barry. Um, Tennessee beat Syracuse last night in basketball. Kentucky and uh, well went into overtime. And I think you said, uh, I can't remember now. Anyway, they went in overtime. A good game. I watched it, uh, and they won overtime that tonight in that uh, Maui deal that's at the at the Big Islands, not at Maui now. Uh, but t- Tennessee will play Purdue at seven o'clock on ESPN, and uh, Alabama A and M will play Auburn. I believe that's at seven o'clock as well. I enjoyed watching the game last night with Philadelphia um, and um, KC. It was a good game. Went down to the wire. Both teams got after each other good. Uh, it was a uh, Exciting game! I got to see uh, Barry and them play last night. I'm, I'm a I'm a, uh, a a typical fan when it goes to a game of his. He, they did a good job, but I'm just I just I turn into one of y'all a typical fan. I I, I get mad at the officials. <laughs> I be sure that they see me. I like for my grandson to play a lot. If he doesn't play a lot, I get I get infuriated. So I'm a typical fan. That's what I should be. I'm, I'm granddaddy, whatever. Anyway, they had a good win. Played well last night. They played today. Unfortunately, I can't see them because I got to go to Huntsville and say something to the quarterback club. Now here it is, folks. Here it is, right here. There's five to play four. The Big Twin, Big Twelve winner will play probably in the final four. That's one. The winner of Ohio State and Michigan will play. That's two. Uh, the winner of Louisville and Florida State will play. That's three. The winner of Washington and Oregon will play. That's four. 
Now, will the winner of Alabama and Georgia play? Somebody's got to be left out. If Alabama wins, they're going to play, I think, because they beat the number one team in the nation if that's the way it's going to be tonight. Uh, so there's five to play four, so Barry, figure it out for me, if you would, please. Uh, I'm not so sure if they are because uh, you're going to take, as you said, the Michigan-Ohio State winner. Um, of course, they got to win their championship game. You're going to take the Pac-12. If Washington wins, they're going to go. Uh, you've got um, Florida. Florida State. Uh, if they run the table, you're going to penalize them for having a hurt quarterback but no. run, run the season off. And then, So you're saying Alabama's going to jump Texas who beat Alabama head-to-head well, head if Texas runs out. I think our listeners will say that. They well, like I know our say listeners that. won't say that, but do you believe I don't that? know. They, I think, it's a, I think it's, a, it's a, if you get down and look at it, regardless whether you're prejudiced or not, uh, is a difficult deal to look at. Uh, can, uh, Texas will play whoever, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. I've written it all down. I forgot where it is now. But anyway, uh I don't know who they play, but they're going to play Oklahoma again, Oklahoma State again. Um, so, I don't. I think for the first time, the committee's job will be extremely tough. I mean, if they took Alabama, uh, you you can't really argue because they look they look like one of the top four teams. But if you take Texas, you can't argue because they beat them head to head. So I think if the, I think the committee's hoping that that does not happen, where they do not have to. Uh, make that decision on what? On what now, son? If they're choosing between Texas and Alabama for number four, I think they do not want to have that happen uh, because that would uh, be very difficult. And maybe, maybe Georgia would jump Texas. I don't know. Uh, Ross Bjork's out uh, talking, and he says that I quote: "I want to see if you agree with this. This is not, and I'm talking about the Texas A&M. This is not an eight and four job." You win the national championship. You get paid like a national championship coach. Should well, he be out saying that? Because whatever, because he's putting a tremendous pressure on whoever he hires that then, they can't even win the West. Then every coach that has been there for all these years, including Gene Stallings, who I used to watch every every day, not every day, every year, open up with LSU and get beat. Uh, check the scores. Uh, has not has not been able to win a national, win a championship. How about a Western Division championship? Yeah, first? they haven't won that. Yeah, <laughs> this guy needs to keep his mouth shut, um, and let the coaches coach coach the game and do the very best they possibly can. Other people are good too. Other people line up and play against you. They're they're well coached too. They've got players too. Uh, the the fans don't realize that. But uh, that's with you. Yeah, you look at even pro sports, you can't buy, buy championships. Uh, so I, I think he needs to say, hey, this has national championship potential maybe. Uh, but talking about national championship, coaches are going to look at that and say, I mean, now Lane Kiffin probably would, wouldn't worry about him saying that. Um, but uh, I don't know if I'll be saying that. All right, when you, you know, you hear – Coach, you know what coach speak is, obviously. Uh, when you hear people say, you just treat it like any other game. Like if you're in a Final Four game, you just treat it like any. We're not going to do anything different. We're going to treat it just like any other game. Is that how you approach 
the Iron Bowl if you're a coach. You know, we're just going to treat it like any other game. Uh, we're going to prepare like we have every other game and, and get ready. No, no one game's bigger than any other. Is that true when it comes to this game Saturday? It's according to who the personality of the coach is. <laughs> uh, for me, it was not. In basketball, I know y'all are interested in hearing basketball stories, and I won't give one. But for me, it was not. We, 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 it was a different day, a different week. The manager stayed away from me, and it was a, a big deal for me. Now, that's, that's just me. It's me. And, uh, so, uh, for as far as your fans, yes, it's big. It's big for your fans. It's bigger than the rest of them. And it's a difficult game. And, and Alabama, and, and, and look, folks. Each game takes on its own personality. I know you go to some places and, and, and you haven't played as well as you have, you know, in past years or whatever. But each game takes on its own personality. I've been sitting here this morning trying to figure out a blue plate by George. I can't find one. Well, you got to pick it tomorrow. I know it. <laughs> you got I, me. Don't don't tell me when I got to pick. I know I got to pick it tomorrow. And I can't find one. All right, let's get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Philip in. Come on, Philip. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I slightly disagree with, with uh, Coach Sanson a little bit there on his uh, kind of his recap on the on the Final Four. He said that if I if I understood you right, Coach, you said that one of the people, one of the teams that gets in is the winner of Louisville and FSU. I I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I don't think okay. Louisville would get in. No, Louisville's not getting in. No, no, I, not Louisville. Louisville's not going to get in. You're right. I agree. I, I don't know what the what, what what should I have said there. FSU and who? If FSU wins, you're saying they're going to get the ACC. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah Louisville's not going to get it. You're right. I, well, I, I, I yeah, made an yeah. error there. The, the, that's the same situation as the, the hill. The hill is too far for Louisville to climb. And that's that was a point I was trying to make yesterday about Alabama and Georgia. If Alabama were, were to upset Georgia, I just think Alabama's hill is too far to climb. Yeah. Based on based on how the other teams do. All right, do it. Should uh, yeah. the Florida State get in? Yes, I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. Um, but it's, it's based Let me ask you this: should, should, should Florida State do they have to look pretty good this weekend against Florida, where that quarterback shows the backup quarterback shows that he? Uh, can run the offense and that they can they can win with him. Do they or if can they win sloppy and still stay ahead of Oregon and Alabama and Texas? I guess is my question. Probably can't. They're undefeated, but when it gets right down to the bitter end, does this guy need to play well for them uh, to to advance? I, on I just don't know. I don't. I don't think style points have meant a whole lot because True. to me, to me, Michigan's win over Penn State was just a methodical sort of a, a beat down where they ran the ball, you know, most of the time they only threw seven passes, I think, that day. So I don't think style points is that big with them. Yeah. Um, um to me. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. Uh of course Alabama if you beat Georgia, uh then Coach Saban will be politicking. He's not politicking now, <laughs> but he will start to politic. Uh, yeah, he's a- he doesn't need to politic now. No, 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 because it does nothing to politic. Because he hadn't that's right. hadn't run the table. That's not his. That's not his style. So uh, it, it will be interesting if they're gonna. 
they need to bump Alabama up a little bit today in, in order to justify it later on. If they leave them at eight today, it is going to be a long hill to climb, Philip. So uh, tonight's, tonight's rankings will tell you a lot. Tonight's rankings tell me that they're doing a lot of talking, a lot of talking and a lot of um, sort of semi, you know, playing checkers with the with all the teams right now. So that'll be really interesting to see. I, uh, but I'd like to, um, just in case I can't call you tomorrow because of the holidays and all, uh, could I make my Alabama Auburn prediction now? Sure. But you can call us tomorrow. You, you, yeah, I'm going to try my best to just work yeah. and all that. Yeah, we got problems. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, just what, what, what is uh, your iron bowl pick? I know you're picking Bama, right? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm going to say Alabama 30, Auburn 17. 30 to 17. So you'll be right on that line. 14 and a half points yeah, is, so is you, the line. You got Auburn covering. Uh, I guess 17, 14, 31, 31 and a half. Yep. All right. Thank you, Philip. Hey, you guys have a have a great day and. If I don't talk to you tomorrow, then have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your show and and put all you mean to us. Thank you. Uh, Thanks Thanks for calling every day, too. Hey, Royal Cleaners, they want to make that life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. 205-391-0034. Guys, it is getting ready to turn cold. So get those winter wools, get everything out, get them cleaned up. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Once again, 205-391-0034. You list the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we have a wreck on 69 northbound near Martin Road in Northport and another on McFarland eastbound before Skyland and Tuscaloosa. A lot of water on the roadway. Slow down and be careful. If you see conditions, give me a call. Towns and Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Towns and Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. But Tuesday morning, must Alabama Democrat Congresswoman Terry Sewell has presented Hale County with a more than half million dollar check to construct new storm shelters in Akron, Greensboro, Moundville, and Sawyerville. Sewell says the number of tornado touchdowns the last couple of years has made emergency preparedness critical. Sewell is seeking funding for more shelters for Hale and other West Alabama counties. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. It's free throughout the day. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Rain ending this morning, clouds lingering much of the day today, the high 69. For tonight and tomorrow, mostly cloudy and colder. The low tonight, 46, the high tomorrow, 54. Thanksgiving Day Thursday, mostly sunny with a high of 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today. Yellowwood, press your pretty pine pine from Great Southern. Go build the fence, the deck, the pergola. Only one choice. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline, get Tom in. Morning, Tom. Morning, Barry. Morning, Coach, for y'all. You're good. Okay. Uh, Barry, did Coach say you won last night? Who did you beat? We uh, beat Helena last night, yes. Okay, were you in Florence? 
no, we played at uh, Thompson High School. They've got a, a little deal going on up there. We played three three games up there this week. Play today, Chelsea today, and Thompson tomorrow. Okay, you got your work cut out for you. Yeah, it's uh, Thompson University. Uh, have you ever been? To yeah, Tom- I ain't that wrong. Have you ever been up there? Yeah, I have. And, uh, <laughs> My it's, goodness. It's amazing. We're not all playing with the same stuff. Uh, their their bells and whistles are a little nicer than everybody else's bells and whistles. Well, than ours, anyway. Well, uh, I hope you do well. I'm, I'm pulling for you. Thank you, sir. Thank but, you. Uh, I wanted to say to Coach, Coach, uh, you, you know, you you have said more than once on here that, that you were more intent when it came to uh, the game with Auburn. Yeah. Uh, that, that may be uh, some of the other ones. Not that you wasn't intense about winning, but, uh, but you know, I, I think, that, didn't you kind of take that from Coach Bryant? That kind of reminds me of some things he had said throughout time uh, yeah. about the rivalry. Yeah, I, yeah. Coach Brown was the same way I was. He was quieter. Well, I don't know about how quiet he was with his team. I wasn't. I wasn't very quiet with my team. I had somebody from Auburn write my team a letter and bust my team <laughs> and, and um, put it up. And they tried to decide whether it was fault. They they figured it was true. And finally, when the season's over, with, they asked me if it was you know. And then I took one of my best teams down there and. We weren't playing very good, and um, I told him that Barkley winked at me on the way into the dressing room. <laughs> and they tore they tore the door down getting out there, and we and I stood on top of the training table, and we all danced when we beat them. But that, it was a big game for me. I, Bill Lynn was the coach before you were born, and Bill Lynn had the NIL down pat. And he beat me in recruiting on two or three people. Uh, just absolutely. And then he put John Mengelt in the game when they were 20 up. I wasn't the head coach. He put John Milt- Mengelt in the game when they were 20 up to see if he could see if they, how, how much they could beat us. And it hacked me off something terrible. And from that day on, when he put John, I know, John Mengelt, I know him. I've seen him. I told him I didn't like him. And uh, so... Tom, 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 how important is it today where the playoff committee puts Alabama? If they put them in. Oh, Barry, you've got it nailed. You've got it nailed. If there is no movement for Alabama today, then then it's over. It's (laughs) over. It it will take, in my opinion, this is my opinion now. It will take complete chaos to get Alabama in the playoff, regardless of what they do. Now, look, there's nothing wrong with winning the SEC championship. I, I want to point that out to everybody right now. That's very important, and uh, that's a major notch on your belt if you're a coach. I don't. Nobody can deny that. And, uh, but I, I will say this but it, for the playoff picture, to me, I thought you you had it down pat that if there's not some movement around Alabama tonight, then then I feel like that they're not going to be able to move them ahead of anybody. Why, why would they be? Why would they be moving around Alabama, y'all? Well, I mean, put them up ahead of one of those one loss teams. It's coming down. It's coming down to uh, 
not the undefeated. Don't count that. If they got undefeated, they're in. Yeah. So I, I don't care who it is. If they're undefeated, they're going in. And uh, but it comes down if it, if it's a, if it's a pack of one loss teams, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be a freaking beauty contest. Yeah. Of who wins? All right. So you, Tom, you you and Barry are telling me that when Georgia goes to the championship game against Alabama as the number one team in the nation and Alabama beats them, they get passed over? Well, Coach, I'm basing my comments and my thoughts on how this committee has been operating. Now, they they may be able to justify it saying, well, they hadn't beat number one yet. So they beat number one. Once they did that, then... We knew that was going to happen, and that's why they jumped so high. There. I don't. Th- I think if Georgia's number one, Alabama beats. I think it's going to be hard for Alabama to beat them. But if Alabama were to beat them, I think I think Alabama gets in. Who are they jumping though? Yeah, that's know. the thing. That's the thing. That's where that's where I'm saying the beauty contest comes in. You get down to starting to jumble up uh, a bunch of one loss teams, and uh, you get into that. Uh, Beauty contest. How did, how much did they win by head to head? This that. Uh, it's a bunch of factors that's going to come in there. And can Alabama win that thing? Well, in they the make. They make ACC. You know, Louisville <laughs> may beat Florida State. Well, you did. You said Flo- you said Florida. But they going to be a one. They yeah, I think Florida beat. I think Florida beat. If Florida beats Florida State, then you're in business. You're oh, yeah. in business. Yeah. Yeah, Florida, 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 will beat, Florida will beat Florida State. Oh, well, then there ain't no problem then, according to you. Well, okay. You know what, though? If they beat Florida State, and Florida State's got one loss with a hurt uh, quarterback, they're out. Yeah, one loss, they're out. But yeah. you think Florida's... But gonna... Especially with uh, with Travis being hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll see. Uh, games in, yeah, games. Yeah, that's all opinion on my part. I, in games, I'm trying to use reverse psychology so Alabama somehow gets in. Who wins this uh, Michigan Ohio State game? Michigan favored four. Four? Yeah, they, Michigan. Or, I think Michigan crowns Ohio State. Even without Harborough there. Yeah, he's, on, I, he's, I he's on the microphone. <laughs> he's talking to the head Sorry. coach. Is he? Sure. What's he talking uh, about? Coach, I, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think that when he got suspended, he suspended from everything, any contact on game day. Yeah. I don't think, I don't I, think I so. I agree with you, Tom. It is three and a half. I mean, what's he doing? Pick up his cell phone, say, uh, yep. hand, hand so-and-so the phone. Sure. Yeah, man, he ain't doing all that. Uh, I mean, do you, does you think Jim Harbaugh has that much going on? In the game, in the actual game, where he's calling plays and doing all that. Now, no, I think I think he's telling when when to punt, when not, what to do. I think I think he's. I, 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 I'm happy to disagree with you and Tom both. Uh, I'll guarantee cotton picking tea. He ain't sitting there pulling his pudding when they're, when they're playing that game. All right, guys, think about this, and then we'll let you go, Tom. If you had a 12 team playoff, uh, the top 14 is the SEC teams you got in this thing. Uh, Georgia won right now. Georgia's won. Texas is uh, seven. Alabama eight. Missouri ten. Ole Miss twelve. Oklahoma's 13 and 14. You could have like six teams in this thing. <laughs> I know it. I, they, I, you know what? I don't I don't think they believe that uh, the SEC would dominate that 12 like they are doing this year. But I got news for you. It's going to be like that every year. 
Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, when it goes through, I, I just can't believe, uh, and I don't. I'm usually the one that's on the pessimistic side. I just can't believe that if you went beat the number one team in the cotton picking nation, that they're gonna leave you out of playoffs. But the problem is, the team that beats is ahead of you, and you got all these undefeated teams. Well, under they, ain't play, they ain't played Georgia. I don't they think Alabama. I, Alabama's gonna have a hard time beating Georgia. It's gonna be a booger bear game, hard game. It sure is. Yeah, it, it's gonna be a slobber knock. I'm telling oh, right you right now, Georgia. Georgia is good, boy. Georgia's good when they're behind, a good when they're ahead. I'm gonna be. Okay. A, I'm gonna be at a wedding. Uh, what? Yeah, I'm gonna be at a wedding. Who's who's getting oh, married? Chris Wright's who's daughter. Getting married? Chris Wright's daughter getting well, married. Well, tell us just to say I do and keep going. Can we ask him to move the yeah. ceremony at eight o'clock? It's yeah, a, it's, a, it's at a, six. So I, maybe we'll. Let me ask y'all this though. I, I, I want. I, I don't. I was reading yesterday, and and I believe this to be true. Has it been ever been this many undefeated teams this deep into the season before? I it seems like to me it's like packed with. You know, usually there there are a couple, but they're they're like in the same conference. They're going to play each other. Now you got them in in all different conferences. That's the problem. You got. And then the one that's not beat Alabama, so it's just like the perfect storm against Alabama this year. So we'll it see. sure is. It really is. Now, I hope Alabama gets in, and I I, I want to lean the coach to thinking that you know you can't keep a, a one loss SEC champion out of the playoffs. I would like to think that, but I don't believe that about this committee. This well, committee is hard to figure. If it happens, Gary Harris owes me a crisp one hundred dollar bill, so I will be I will be tweeting that out as well. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, right, Tom. Enjoy the show. Excellent it out. Uh, Two-minute truck down at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up the boxes, packing supplies, whatever you need in preparation for this move. It's a local move out of town, out of state, Noah, or you're just getting ready for the holidays and you need two strong men to come in the house and help you. 205-247-5050. Two-minute truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we have a wreck on 69 northbound near Martin Road in Northport and another on McFarland eastbound before Skyland in Tuscaloosa. A lot of water on the roadway. Slow down and be careful. If you see conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Built to win. Built for championships. Rose intercepted Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide battle Auburn in the 88 Iron Bowl in the season finale. Our coverage begins at 11.30 on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner too. Mr. SEC Tournament, Wimp Sanderson, gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Right to the Yellowwood hotline. He's a freelance writer with AL.com, the Birmingham lead, also with uh, the Coach Safely program. Joins us every Tuesday, Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? 
Hey, Kevin. Good morning, guys. I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're good. Uh, Kevin, does uh, does Alabama fans need to have their fingers crossed and look tonight and hope that they're not eight? If they're eight, uh, is that going to be a problem regardless of what happens with these undefeated teams in Texas ahead of them uh, or, or the committee just wait until if they beat Georgia, say, well, that was not on the resume. That is uh, we're going to put these guys in the top four. Uh, what does tonight mean for Alabama? Well, I don't think it's the make or break poll for them because you can't really jump them over anyone based on beating Chattanooga. True. That that that's a it's a gimme. Uh, they look good, obviously, but they're supposed to look good against them. You know, Oregon dominated, for example. Texas won a tough road game in conference in a place where I think they'd lost four of their last five at Iowa State. So you can't really jump them over those teams, but the opportunity is still there. You know, this this will be a a quality win if they win Saturday night, despite what happened in Auburn last Saturday, despite the, the season Auburn's had, despite its record. Uh, it is, you know, you're playing a rivalry game on the road at a place where you have struggled greatly uh, for the last decade or more. So that that will be a win that will help. And then there's a, a lot to play out. Obviously, Florida State, uh, hate to see what happened to, to Jordan Travis in that game against North Alabama. He's out for the season. Uh, what does that mean? Can Florida, although Florida lost its quarterback as well against Missouri, they, uh, Florida played much better. Who knows? Maybe Florida knocks off Florida State. There's just so much. Uh, there's so much still to happen that there's still. It, it sounds crazy to say this. We're getting close. <laughs> we're very close to uh, Selection Sunday, but it, no, there's there's no time to panic yet. Yeah. That. Um, what was I going to ask you? I forgot what it is. Is there a problem with Florida State with the injury? Well, if I mean, if they yeah. win, if they win, pardon me, if they, if they win. win, they get down into a battle. There's five teams that are going to want to go, and it's only going to be four spots. Is Florida State get left out? They win. Well, that's uh, you know, it's possible, and and I look, it sounds terribly unfair that you could go undefeated, you could go 13 and 0, you could win a Power Five conference championship, and be left out of the college football playoff and, and maybe even worse to, to think you could be jumped by a one loss team and, and be sitting at home because of an injury, but it is, it's not just another injury. Those, those things matter. It's to their best player. It is uh, to one of the better players in the country. Uh, you know, you, you have to factor in those things. You just have to, I flash back to, and this was another unfortunate uh, situation for Florida State. The very first BCS championship game, Tennessee beat Florida State by a touchdown, but Florida State was playing its third-string quarterback. Now, they got in the game. They didn't keep them out of the game, but they just weren't the same team. And, and look, maybe Tennessee wins the game anyway if their starter is there or maybe even if their backup's there, but they got to play their third-string guy, and that's just part of sports. But... When you're making these kind of judgments, as the committee must, 
That's their charge. You have to consider everything, and you have to consider Florida State. Yes, you will say that you could say they have earned a playoff spot. If you're 13 and 0 and a Power Five conference champion, and you're one of four either, and there are not four other undefeated conference champions, and there will not be because Michigan or Ohio State is going to lose on Saturday, then uh, yes, I think it's possible that they could be left out. I, I, I think it would be it would be terrible. It would be you know it would be horrible for them. It would you know. It would make it seem like the whole season didn't matter to this point. That yeah, if you accomplish everything they accomplished. However, they play in the weakest Power Five conference this year, and again, the committee is supposed to consider things like that. Okay, I'll ask you one, then we'll see what happens here. In your opinion, behind the scenes, is this Nick Saban's last year? I do not know. <laughs> Uh, that's that's that is not something that is so big. I mean, let's let's be honest. Big. The biggest. Let, let, let's be honest. The, the biggest college football story of the last twenty years, and maybe you could go back farther, but certainly the last twenty years was Alabama hiring Nick Saban. I think there's there's nothing that comes close. It changed the landscape of college football. It changed the landscape of the SEC. It just, it was, had such an impact, had such resonance for so long now that, that it's easy to make that judgment. And maybe the runner up will be when Nick Saban retires and Alabama has to replace him. And can they continue along the path, uh, this very high road they've been on for so long? That's going to be a challenge, of course. So I, I would not speculate on that. And, and I don't, I really don't know. I don't know that he knows. There are so many signs. I know it's easy to put, to pick up breadcrumbs or follow breadcrumbs and suggest that this, you know, buying the car dealership, uh, buying another car dealership, buying that vacation home, uh, you know, the way he, just his general demeanor of really enjoying the heck out of this team and this season as if it's his final go right. You know, you can, you can speculate all you like, but no, I would not speculate on that. Uh, <laughs> I had uh, the reason for the. I had a person who I think has some knowledge, not all, said that he wanted to be sure and shake hands with Nick Saban this week because he understood it was his last year. So that's the reason I said. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I could I can I can speculate on who that person might have been. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I won't. I won't speculate on that either. But listen, let me just say this. Uh, Yeah. And again, I would love to if I could if I could have someone that I fully trust tell me that and I could break that story. I would love to do so because I was a good would you I reckon because as you know, people have forgotten now because it was so long ago. But I was, I, I kind of was ahead of the game and kind of broke the story of Nick Saban to Alabama. I was ahead of the game every step of the way on that back in the December, well, going back to November, actually, uh, before the Iron Bowl that year of 2006. So I, I'd love to, I'd love to wrap that bow up and, and break that story as well. But, but, uh, as of now, I, I am not in a position to do so. <laughs> I mean, somebody said he was practicing putting mascots' heads on his head, so I don't know what that means uh, either. <laughs> so he was trying to make sure he could put them on right, and I, yeah, I don't know. 
that you know, that would blow up X, right? If if when when he walks away, what will what will the topic be? Will it be about uh, how great he was, or will they be about who the world's going to replace this guy? Like where where will everything go, Kevin? <laughs> well, that's just it. There will, you know, it, I think back to you know the glory days of newspapers and how you know when there was a big story and and they would they they would enlist everybody they would put together Tom Ehrenberg who was just an outstanding person as well as an outstanding sports editor he used to call it a SWAT team okay we're putting together our SWAT team for this story all right you're going to do this sidebar and you're going to do that sidebar and you're going to write the main news story and you're going to write a column and you're going to do this and you're going to do that and it didn't matter if you covered Alabama Auburn UAB uh, high schools, you were going to be involved in writing a sidebar about that uh, off of that main story. There will be more sidebars off of Nick Saban retires than than maybe any story in college football in the last twenty years. So, uh, it, it, you know, there will every angle will be covered, every angle will be dissected and discussed uh, within an inch of its life. So, here's a big, here's a better question: If if he knows, say he does know now. Or he has a very good feeling right now that he he would like to, for whatever reasons, that he thinks this is a good time. Do you really do you think he would announce it before the last game, or would he not tell a soul until after the I last game? I don't think he would after. tell a soul after. after. He doesn't, after. He doesn't yeah. want to t- the well, attention. He won't tell anybody anything. So yeah. what you need to do, all your listeners need to t- tune in to inside the locker room to get the answer. Is uh yeah. Does Miss Terry does Miss Terry know? Does she know right now? Uh yes. She does. Uh she would know, yeah. If, if, there, if there's one well no, there's two people there's two people in the world that would know before anyone else. Cedric I think. Cedric? No. No. Come on. You know who the other one is. I mean Greg Murray. Who's who's the other one? Who's the other one? Well, Ms. No, Terry, it's not someone that works for Alabama. Coach's mom. No. Who? Jimmy Sexton. Well, true. Yes. I think, I think, because I can recall, and Jimmy told me this story, when when Nick was weighing whether to leave LSU for the Miami Dolphins job, they, they, they had a conversation in a stairwell at the LSU football building. And... And, and Nick, you know, Nick is Hamlet when it comes to these kind of things. I don't know. You know, he agonizes over these kind of decisions. He agonized about leaving Michigan State for LSU. He agonized about leaving LSU for the Dolphins. He agonized about leaving the Dolphins for, for Alabama. He agonizes over these things. He, he does not make these decisions easily. Uh, and so they were standing in a stairwell, and, and Jimmy said to Nick something like, do you want to be known as, the next Vince Lombardi or, or maybe he said Don Shula, the next Don Shula or the next Bear Bryant, mm. you know? Yeah. And, and this is when he was with the Dolphins. Now yeah. I should say none of this is when he was with the Dolphins yeah. and he said the next Bear Bryant. That's when he knew that it was time to go back to college, mm. that he, the NFL was not for him. Yeah. But, but he also, but he did agonize about leaving LSU and it took Wayne Huizenga, the Dolphins owner, you know, flying to Baton Rouge on Christmas day, I believe it was, to you know, make his final pitch and really persuade him that you've got to take this as a great opportunity. He gave him all the control that you could want as a head coach and plenty of money too, and so he he just felt like he had to try it. But no, he does not make these decisions easily. So it would be hard. That's a, that's one thing that's hard for me to think that he knows now that he's made this decision 
because I, you, because I know you know, everybody knows how much he grinds every day at his job, as much as anyone that any of us, you know, you guys worked so hard and did at every job you've had. And I know how hard Wimp worked and uh, as a coach, and he was, you were grinding every day, Wimp, every minute of every day that you were awake, and you were worried about this, and you were concerned about that, and you were planning for this. You really don't have time to, you, especially in the season. Do you have time? To sit down and say, okay, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to shut, I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm going to shut the outside world out. I'm not going to talk to anyone, think about anything else. I'm going to really make, think about my future. No, he, I, he, I, I just don't think he does that in season. I really don't. Uh, you know, now you'll have a little more time in December. Uh, if he, if, especially if he makes eat well, or whether he makes the playoff or not, they're in a bowl game. Uh, you'll have some time then to think about these kind of things, but not now. He doesn't have time to think about it. God, there will be some Alabama fans just boohooing. They will cry their eyes out when this happens. Uh, when it ever oh. happens. Oh, hey, goodness. which? Hey, here's another. Well, which will be which? Which will be more emotional for Alabama fans? I know the answer to this: Bear Bryant's death or Nick Saban's retirement. There'll be a lot of different emotions, but uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. All right, Ross Bjork, I was telling Dad earlier, he's out talking and talking about, obviously, the Texan job, says, this is not an eight and four job. You win the national <laughs> championship. You'll get paid like a national championship coach. Pipe down, Ross. How about win the West? Uh, is he helping his next coach by going out and saying something like that, maybe we, we you have the potential, everything is in place, but you don't say you you win the national championship. How about get to Atlanta? Uh, yeah. Is Ross Bjork helping his next coach by going out saying ridiculous things like this? No, he's not. He's not helping himself either. He's not helping the program. Uh, look, Kentucky pays Mark Stoops like a national championship coach. Okay? Uh, Ole Miss pays Lane Kiffin like a national championship coach. Those guys aren't winning the national championship at those schools. They're just not. Right. And it is, I, I have seen so much, I have seen people try to make the case that A&M is one of the top five jobs in the country. It's one of the top three, it's, it's the maybe the third best job in the SEC. And I say, wait a minute. Look, yes, do they have all the bells and whistles that a coach could want? Yes. However, Every coach that's been there since Bear Bryant has been fired, it doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? There's some reason there that it doesn't work. And then you want to talk about a good job? Let's look at it this way. Don't tell, don't tell me, and I've seen a, 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 an online uh, commentator keep arguing with uh, everyone that it's, it's, a, it's not a great program, but it's a great job because if you get the right coach there – uh, the coach will, will make it work. Okay. Let's flip that. You know what a great job is when every coach for the last eight, 60 years has won 10 games or more at least once. That's the Alabama job. Yeah. Mike DuBose won more than won 10 games in a, more than 10, 10 games in a season and won the SEC championship. Mike DuBose, uh, Dennis Franchoni, won 10 games in a season at Alabama. Mike Shula won 10 games in a season at Alabama. Now, they didn't sustain it, and Franchione didn't stay around long enough. And then he went to, he went to Texas A&M. What happened? 
Look at Auburn. Look at Auburn. Every coach since Pat Dye has either had an undefeated season, won an SEC championship, or won a national championship. Terry Bowden did it. He had an undefeated season. Tommy Tuberville had an undefeated season. Gene Chizik won a national championship. Gus Malzahn won two SEC West titles, won SEC championship, and played for a national championship. Every one of those coaches, the only Brian Harson stopped that string. So that to me, if any one of those coaches who were not who who were better at that job than they were at any other job, that's a great job. Yeah, Ross Bjork. I mean, I don't know how much he played in the. Uh, guarantee and uh, Jimbo Fisher's entire contract, but he's lucky he's got a job, right? If he did, yes. I mean, come yes. on, man, he's spending these people's money like it's nothing. Uh, yeah, you know. Now we know. Now we know. Athletic directors don't make the final call sure, on these things. Sure, sure. However, he was part of the small group that signed off on what in right now is clearly the worst coaching contract in college football history. Yes. Yeah, and the, and yeah. look, Jimbo Fisher, uh, I you know he he won a national championship at Florida State. He wasn't some bum off the street that came in there and became an eight and four coach, seven and five, eight and four coach on average. You know, he wasn't some. He, he was a guy that any a lot of people would have hired uh, six years ago out of Florida. State. Kevin, do you know? Do these guys like when they get their full contract like that, or whatever? Is there is there a clause in their contract that they cannot speak to the media? Because uh, we haven't heard one word from Jimbo Fisher. Uh, is it just he's just uh, having a tough time dealing with it, just riding off into the sunset? Is there a clause in there that would not allow them to speak publicly about the situation? I know you don't know. No, that. I, I I don't. I don't. I've never heard of that. Yeah. And and so I don't imagine that's the case. But let, let's look at it. That, that's a really good question, Barry. And and I don't think – I have not seen – and maybe maybe because I don't read everything from the Texas A&M beat writers and the guys that cover that program really, really closely, and maybe they've done it. But let, let's look at this from Jimbo's perspective. Everybody's Everybody has danced on his grave. People have mocked the contract. Uh, but think about it from his perspective. This is his life's work. Yeah. He has now become a laughing stock. And and what did he do? I mean, let, let me if you you know, let's really if you really examine what did he do, he didn't really change with the times. He didn't modernize his modernize his offense. He didn't uh, sign the right guys at quarterback. You know, there are there are some things here that you can point to tangible things that uh, that explain why they couldn't rise above Texas A and M's history. And so he is now, this has got to be a very, very difficult time for him because who's going to hire him? A lot of people would because he's not a, you know, he he wasn't going three and nine every year. He wasn't bringing in the 50th ranked recruiting class in the country every year. So he was still doing good things. You know, he did beat Alabama. He was the first former Nick Saban assistant to beat Nick Saban. and And he darn near did it twice. Came real close to doing it twice. So the guy, the guy's not a bum. The guy's not, uh, you know, some clown who has no idea what he's doing. You know, the, he didn't go out the way Gene Chizik went out at Auburn, for example, or the way Mike Dubose went out at Alabama when he went from number three in the country to start the season to number two, uh, three and eight back in two. So, so let, let you know. I can't, I can't even imagine how the pain, you know, the. the 
how, how much is he questioning himself? Uh, you know, anyway. But again, we we, forget, we tend to forget these people are human beings. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, it'd be, I mean, yeah. you get a lot of money, but being fired is tough. Uh, it is yeah. tough. All right, yeah, so, I don't care what your buyout uh, is. Yeah. If someone tells you, yeah, tells you, we don't want you anymore. That's and right. by the way, it makes it even worse when they say, by the way, we're going to pay you $77 million yeah. to not coach this he program. Had, he already had yeah. enough money, whether he got the $77 yeah. million or not. You know, All so. right, yeah. before, you, before you leave, well, okay. you, and, you and Barry, this question, and I want you to answer. Been a, this has uh, been a heated segment. Good one. Yeah. Uh, I want to answer this question. Okay, both of you answer it separately. Will Travis Kelsey marry Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you go first. When have you been watching too much TMZ? <laughs> sounds like to me. I have no earthly idea. I, I I don't care. I have thought not one second about the relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and I hope that if I hope if they do, they live happily ever after. Uh, and and they so have, there's no answer. You know, there's no answer by you. No answer. He's, he said he. Uh, I, I am I am uneducated. Let me just say this, Wimp. And too many people won't say this. I am uneducated on the topic, and 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 thus. Not equipped to give you an intelligent answer. Well, if you were waiting on her at the restaurant, would you expect a big tip? Yeah, she's going to rent out the restaurant. Uh, yes. Okay. All right, it, Barry, yeah. you, okay. okay, if they do get married. Yeah, well, not, not an if. But should, <laughs> yes or no. should she make him sign a prenup? Of course. He's got a lot of money, too, though, right? Yeah, not not her money. Oh, no, her money. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, has, she has bodyguards. I say no. No, no wedding. They, they don't, no, you're saying no, they don't get married? No, no, okay. no. Hey, think about the power. People are talking about her having an impact on next year's presidential election yeah. because she is, because her Swifties, as they call them, I do know a little bit about this because I have nieces, well. and, uh, the, and the Swift who traveled and, and who traveled to go see her perform in Kansas City, uh, but... Her, yeah, there. She is. She is getting people registered to vote. Young people. She's having. In, she's having an influence far oh, beyond. No doubt. All right. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the this. NFL, she may change the country. Good grief. <laughs> I, I will say this, but I shouldn't say it. Oh God. Okay? Don't, then don't say it. If you say you shouldn't say it, don't say it. Go ahead. No, that, I, that's what I love. I, no, I see, I would say the other opposite, Barry. If you think you shouldn't say it, please say it. Yeah, Wimp. but your phone won't blow <laughs> there's up. No use, there's, no right. use, there's no use buying a cow if you get your milk free. Oh, gosh, don't say that. All right, Kevin, tell them about Did you uh, just come up with that? Yeah, I've never heard that no, before. Yes. Uh, Kevin, tell, tell them where they can get all your has he, have you Has he been into the eggnog this morning, yeah, Barry? What's exactly, going on? Exactly. <laughs> tell them where they can find you, Kevin. Great, a great segment, by the way. A lot of a lot of interesting stuff today. <laughs> yeah, just follow me on on Twitter slash X uh, if it still if it still exists as long as it exists at Kevin Skarbinski. Uh, I get links to all my stuff. My weekly column in the Birmingham Lead that's Birmingham Lead L E D E dot com. Subscribe there or my newsletter every Thursday. Scarbo knows uh, you can find that at al dot com slash sports. Kevin, text me who you think told that I want to shake Nick Saban's hand. Uh, and I, <laughs> I, I, 
I will. I will. I have a pr- I have a pretty good yeah, feeling on that one. Me, but I think I know as well. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Have a Thanks, great- guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too, my man. <laughs> See you next week. All right, uh, Alabama One www.alabamaone.org for all their different products and services. Uh, you looking for the mortgage? Looking for the car loan? Looking for a great credit card? You got the uh, Black Wednesday sale tomorrow. Uh, get in at seven a.m. Get a tremendous rate. You can get a CD. You can get a loan. Whatever you need. Go to www.alabamaone.org for more information on Black Wednesday tomorrow. You listen to Tide One Hundred Point Nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide One Hundred Point Nine traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic moving along pretty well this morning. The roadways are wet, so allow a little extra travel time so you can get there safely and on time. If you see conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. It's our... Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Rain ending this morning, clouds lingering much of the day today, the high 69. For tonight and tomorrow, mostly cloudy and colder. The low tonight, 46, the high tomorrow, 54. Thanksgiving Day Thursday, mostly sunny with a high at 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Find Tide on Twitter at Tide 109 to keep up with show announcements, guests, and our reporters in the field. Welcome back to Inside the Like. Woo, phones are smoking. Uh, 205 342 9904. Dial us up. We'll talk about it. In the second hour, we're going to think Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. We'd love to have your phone calls, love to discuss the Iron Bowl. Um, what if it is coaches last year? Uh, you know, what would the emotions of that be? I know it's speculation. Uh, uh, so, you know, it's uh, – it'd be it'd – be, that would break the Internet, right? Uh, if Can you break the Internet? No, it would be <laughs> – it's, it's pretty a, hard to break the internet these the, days. That would be a pretty huge story uh, there. So, uh, anyway, uh, we'll take this break, come back, and uh, we'll love to have your phone calls. I'll get to some Nick Saban sound. You're just a tied 100.9 is home of Alabama Sports. Spoiled TBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It's time. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. In the NFL, Monday Night Football was a Super Bowl rematch in Kansas City where the Eagles beat the Chiefs 21-17. Kansas City led 17-7 at the half, didn't score in the second half. Meanwhile, Philadelphia quarterback Jalen Hurts had a pair of touchdown runs in that second half to rally his team to victory. Kansas City hurt themselves with a couple of red zone turnovers, and wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scanling dropped a potential game-winning touchdown in the final moments. Philadelphia's 9-1, Kansas City drops to 7-3. In college basketball, we had 10 ranked teams in action. Two games featured ranked teams going head-to-head. Number two, Purdue beat number 11, Gonzaga, 73-63. Fifth-ranked UConn took down number 15, Texas, 81-71. And one upset, number 24, Virginia loses to Wisconsin, 65-41. Also wins in the top 25 for top-ranked Kansas, number four, Marquette, seventh-ranked Tennessee, 16th-ranked Kentucky, and number 18, Colorado. 
Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Been a hot show so far. 205-342-9904 if you want to get in with us. As we kick off this 8 o'clock hour, we want to thank Andrew Knifer with Allstate Insurance. Andrew is my agent, and let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Everybody needs insurance. You want to make sure you got enough coverage. You want to make sure you got the right things covered. Uh, so give Andrew and his staff a call. They'll set you right up. 205-722-9201. Go to the Andrew Conifer Allstate Facebook page. Uh, Dad, let's just say what you talked about in the first hour. Let's say it is true that this is Coach's last season. And somehow the committee got wind of it. Would that sway their vote towards getting Alabama in that top four if they do what they're supposed to do? Or would they just have to put that aside and vote the way they think they should vote? Or they say, man, this is this is the last run. Uh, would that have any effect on that committee at all if they knew something like that was the case? I think there's 13 people in the committee on the committee each with their own personalities and each with their own feelings. I think it, to answer your question, I think there it would be an effect on some. On a lot, it would not be an effect. Well, not a lot, but some it would not be. But I think on some, uh, it would have a little bit of a tendency. I just think if you beat the number one team in the nation and you've done for football, whether you like Alabama or dislike them, uh, it's, it's going to be a close vote. Uh, thirteen is is uh, you know is, is is a hard number in the in the in the you're not gonna get a tie so uh, you know it's gonna be seven six or whatever uh, I, I would say that there'll be some who have have a little bit of a feeling for that but it'll be an individual thing that they won't probably really discuss it's. You know, sometimes you lean towards doing something. You lean towards a call in basketball. Or you lean towards thinking about this, and you just lean that way. Just you just do, and uh, uh, you know, I, when I go, to, what, I, I don't know. I, when I talk about leaning, every time I look at it, when I used to think when I was coaching, when an official comes out on the floor, in his in his mind. Who does he really want to win? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, in my He's mind, into, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who does he? Re- who would he? Re- who he? I had. I saw. I saw um, an official come to an Alabama game with his three kids, and they had all on Alabama shirts. Um, and life about forget officiating. There are just times when you have this feeling about life or about somebody liking you, disliking you, doesn't really matter, uh, that you just lean. And, and I think there'll be some that would lean that way. I don't know how many. All right. Uh, interesting um, interesting conversations uh, this morning. 
about a lot of things uh, in this Iron Bowl. Uh, it's not doesn't have the, I guess, the glamour of sometimes with with yeah. Auburn losing. I think that hurt yeah. uh, a little bit. Maybe not coach trying to get them ready. He's got another problem to worry about now. These guys overlooking them. He's not worried about the fan, but uh, and I think coach knows what you know. It, one of the things he does, he knows what buttons to push. All right, uh, Noah, let's hear. Coach Saban, he meets with the media um, every Monday after practice. Uh, I guess his show probably will be on Wednesday night this week, so I'm sure people are probably lining up over at Baumhauer's now and getting line. <laughs> they knew this was his last year. They'd definitely be lined up. But, uh, Would they? Yeah. Wow. Uh, we might be helping Bob's business by saying all this. All right, let's hear his opening comments, uh, Noah, uh, yesterday in preparation for this Iron Bowl. Well, final thoughts on the Chattanooga game basically is, you know, we took our opponents seriously and came out and got the result that we wanted. We started fast in the game, executed well. Still lots of things to learn and improve on. Uh, obviously, you know, the Iron Bowl is, you know, one of the great rivalry games in college football. Uh, something that you look forward to as a competitor. Um, it's also something that... Um, is a great opportunity to be able to play in. Um, and I don't think that anybody needs to pay attention to, you know, what happened in the past, what happened in the last game, what somebody's record is. Um, anytime you play in a rivalry game, it's going to be a highly competitive, tough, uh, very physical game. And that's what everybody needs to get ready for. You know, I think, you know, Auburn is, uh, Hugh Freeze has done a fantastic job there, you know, with his team this year. Uh, they've played very competitively in all their games. They've, you know, they're six and five. They've won some some games really well, but uh, they do a great job of running the football. Uh, I think that um, they've got a very difficult offense to prepare for um, with the multiples that they give you, the different ways that they run the ball, uh, the way the quarterbacks, both quarterbacks really can, you know, add to the running game. Um, you know, the tight end, um, Number 13 is a really good player, really good receiver. Number five is a really good receiver. Um, defensively, you know, they played really well all year long. Um, you know, they got some good players, got some edge rushers. They got some people that can create some problems for you, as well as uh, they're very good on special teams. They're very aggressive in terms of what they do on special teams. They've got really good specialists. Um, the kicker and the punter both are, you know, leaders in the SEC. So. Uh, this is a challenging game for us, and uh, I think our guys need to have the right mindset of what it's going to take to be successful in a game like this, uh, especially playing on the road. Start here with Nick. Yeah, how would you uh, assess the way? Barry, uh, yes. uh, answer this question for me and for our audience. Would the winning or losing, uh, uh, or the losing, I guess you'd say, would the losing of the Auburn game keep him here? Uh, you probably, huh? I mean, I probably, you think he's decided like what he's doing? I, I just don't know that he, you know, he he's gets he gets Auburn here next year back in Tuscaloosa. Um, uh, he gets beat by a a team that that not near as good for whatever reason. Would that influence his decision on the whether to get out or not? Was he, is he telling his family, if I win this final game against Auburn, I'm 88 and out the gate? Um, or does he, uh, if I win the national championship, yeah. 
That's it. Yeah. It's going to be too hard uh, with all the new rules. I'm going to, yeah. we got all these new dealerships. Uh, let's just, I can do stuff with the ESPN. Uh, let, let's go out. Do people really want to go out on top like that? I guess they do. You never want to go out when you don't think you're going to be very good. After about two weeks, though, you're sitting there saying, I got a call wanting to be head of a football association for the United States, or I'll get a chance to go to NBC. You know, it, it gets to where you the dealerships are okay, but somebody else is running the dealerships. You got all the money you can spend. You're playing golf in either Florida or Georgia, the two places he has. Um, does he's he not ask, going to stay ask, around. Does he but ask he, Greg Burns, say, look, Greg, I... I need some time. Obviously, Greg would give it to him. Give me three weeks, two weeks. I'll think this yeah. thing through. Miss Terry and I think it through. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. make a rash decision here. Obviously, yeah. Greg Burns going to not want him to leave, so we'll give him as much time as he wants. Does he can yeah. he and Greg Byrne talk about it if that's the well, case? He might. He might. If he wins, yeah, he might. Now, Greg Byrne has a list. He has a list of five about five coaches that he thinks in his mind that he would like to talk to. And that will be will try to, that will be as private as it can be. Um they'll they'll follow the plane and all that kind of stuff, but he's not gonna bring them in. He's gonna find out their real sincerity in, in being because the word you know, the word is that nobody, when you say the word nobody can replace him. Um it's you know, it's uh, that that limits it to not many. He'll, he'll he already has an idea of the first two or three that he's going to talk to. He's probably got five there that he he wants to talk to. Whoever he selects will be the wrong one. <laughs> be the wrong one. All right, uh, we got an email here from Mike. Said today's show was terrific with Kevin Skarbinski. He is, in my opinion. One of the best, which I agree. On another note, my heartfelt thanks go out to Wimp. He voluntarily grabbed my grandson before a recent Alabama game and had his picture made with him, a photo I will treasure. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. So there you go. You made somebody's uh, day there. All right. Um, and I don't want to stir the pot on this, uh, but uh, Tommy Reese is up for the Brawls Award. Uh, play it first, Noah. Then I'm gonna ask you a question, Dad, uh, about Kevin Steele. Uh, all right, here's what Coach had to say about Tommy Reese up for the Brawls Award. Well, um, obviously we nominated him, so we thought he's done a pretty good job, and uh, I think he's done a great job of transforming our offense uh, and the players and how they've improved. Uh, and I think that's made a huge difference in the confidence on our team offensively as as well of our, as, a, as our team in general. So um, I think he's done an outstanding job. Now, when he says they nominated Tommy Reese, does that mean they did not nominate Kevin Steele? Uh, Probably. Is there any kind of problem there with, I mean, some of Alabama's defense has been lights out. Well, uh, I could, you know, you may have nominated two and, and, and then they selected one. Right. So they nominate. Right. Just because you nominate doesn't mean you're going to get invited. Doesn't mean that you get it. I, I just, you know, and I made that statement way long time ago about Tommy Reese, and, and you said middle of the year. That idea you, you gave is out, and, and, it, and it is it is, probably is out. But, uh, you know, he's done he's done well. Uh, for whatever reason, besides Kirby Smart, 
at, at Georgia. Uh, offensive guys, uh, and I know it's personality, so don't, don't I'm not stupid. But offensive guys, for some reason, have been more successful than defensive guys. Uh, and I've, I've studied it quite a bit. And you can run in here and start naming people that defensive guys have been successful, so that's fine. Um, the people that the people that have that have learned under Coach Saban know the and look, y'all. You just don't you just don't go knock on somebody's door. Your the recruiting is organized, and you you know we had areas when I was there. Every every, every football coach had an area, and uh, if those football coaches, I knew every area they were in, all of them. Uh, I don't know how they do it, but they're organized to the point that the number one thing is get better players than your opponent. So, all right, uh, we'll take the break here. Love to have some phone calls on all this. Two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. People might just be in shock. Uh, quite honestly, we got some more Nick Saban sound. We can uh, play. Also, love to have your phone calls. Wayne Pest Control. They're serving over one. Not serving. They over one hundred thousand. People across the southeast, uh, they could take great care of you. They do the same for me. When they come out, they'll do all the spraying. They'll leave a, a note on the door telling exactly what they did. If they want to keep that lawn, uh, get it uh, ready for the winter, they can do that as well. 866-WAYNES-1. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. These guys will give you $60 off your initial pest control service. You listen to Todd 100.9 and 1230 WTBC, the home. About on the sports. The Birmingham Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Rain ending this morning, clouds lingering much of the day today, the high 69. For tonight and tomorrow, mostly cloudy and colder. The low tonight, 46, the high tomorrow, 54. Thanksgiving Day Thursday, mostly sunny with a high at 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, people like to love to give uh, coaches flack. Uh, when things aren't going well, their position group's not going well, and sometimes they do praise them. I don't hear a lot of praise about the development of Jalen Milrow given to Tommy Reese. Uh, maybe he should, maybe he shouldn't. I think sometimes maybe those guys get too much flack when it's not going well and uh, too much praise when it is. But Jalen Milrow has progressed. I think experience does that uh, more than anything, uh, and he's uh, played really well. He um, threw the ball extremely well the last game. He's using his legs now. Uh, let's hear what uh, Coach had to say about Jalen Milrow. Is a runner. He is a dynamic runner. Well, I, I, I think, you know, Jalen is obviously someone that um, has great capabilities as a runner. Uh, I think he's uh, been pretty effective in uh, his choices of when to step up in the pocket, when to run, when he has an opportunity to make a play, when he doesn't. Um, but I think the thing he's developed is the ability to keep his eyes downfield and make plays uh, in the passing game, even when the pocket breaks down. 
and I think he's been an effective runner for us. Um, you know, when we've had uh, perimeter plays that involve reads on his part to get to the perimeter. So, and I think both those things help us overall offensively in terms of what the defense has to defend. Charlie? What's your thoughts about this kid's development? Uh, do you think it's uh, due to just more experience, or what, what do you think? I think it's a combination of both. I think the, the quarterback coach is with him. Tommy is with him every every minute of practice, every day. And he is able to help him some with his with his thought process about throwing into double coverage or knowing what the defense is trying to do to hurt him. And so I, I would say it's a combination of him just – he was a little bit, from what I can find out, a little bit banged up at the beginning of the year uh, middle of the year or sometime before you, uh, that he they cut down. They, they started running a little bit more after he got well. Uh, so uh, I would think it's a combination of, of Tommy being with him and, a com- and his own self, him feeling more confident now that he's been successful that he, he knows what he's doing. So it's a combination of both, I think. Do you think certain places are just uh... – I don't want to say jinxed, but like Jordan Hare Stadium has been a tough place for Alabama yeah. to play. Is it uh, the crowd? Is it uh, is it the rivalry that this team just plays above their level down there? What is it, in your opinion, or do you, can you put a finger on what makes it more difficult uh, when Alabama goes in there to play? Well, it's, it's always been pretty difficult. Bill Curry brings his best team in there and gets beat. Um. And it's you know you, you you but each each game takes on its own personality. I believe that. I don't think the guys that are playing for Alabama will look back at it and and look at the number of times that they won or lost. The people that won or lost at, at Jordan, I just don't think they do that. I just think they they know they got to be ready to play and play hard because both teams you play above you you play above your your abilities basically. You you play. If you if you and that's the reason that when I was coaching and I'm not knocking Alabama because they've done great in basketball, I tried to get as many Alabama guys as I could in basketball. There's not that many around now, but whatever. But that uh, I think people that linemen that played at Alabama that live at Alabama and are from Alabama uh, have a really deep meaning. All of them do, but I think maybe there are some, and it's the personality of that kid. And the and the job that you do getting them, you know, you don't you don't go in there shooting a scared stick. You go in there knowing you're gonna win. So it uh, yeah you, you have to overcome the crowd most of the time. I think you're right. I think the uh, and I'm, I was kidding the other day when I said you know Auburn's really gotten gotten uh, themselves ready to play by, by getting beat. I was saying as a joke. But um, I do think it, it, it lessens a little bit, uh, some degree, of the excitement and the home field advantage, if there is one. And I know Gene always says nobody in the stands ever tackled anybody. I got that. Uh, but they make you play harder. All right. Uh, no, let's play what Coach said about uh, what makes Jordan Hare uh, a hard place. When he says the team that usually plays the best normally wins the game. But here's what Coach said about it. Well, I think it's, uh, you know, if we're going to have success there, we're going to have to execute. 
Um, I mean, anytime you play on the road um, in this league, it's a difficult place to play. Uh, this is no different. Um, but, you know, people talk about all the crazy stuff that happens in this game. But since I've been here, uh, the team that should have won the game won the game based on who played the best. Uh, so I think the focus okay. needs to be on, you know, how we're going to play and how we're going to execute and do what we do and what kind of consistency are we going to be able to maintain in a difficult environment, uh, which, you know, we've had this challenge several times before, uh, and this one's going to be just as difficult as any of the rest. Well, you know, you take you take you take Arkansas, which is which is a good win against a mediocre team, and a, and Georgia, which was a good loss, a, a, a tough loss. And you know, a lot loss is good, but you play Georgia's fanny off, so you know you got you're capable of playing with it's who it's the personality and the, the feelings of of that that uh, Lane Kiffin said that the best. I'm not a Lane Kiffin fan particularly, but he said that you know. It, it, it's that game that day, not what's happened prior to that. Yeah, um, no doubt. All right. Uh, lastly, let's uh, no. Let's talk about. Let's play. Uh, I think Alabama. Uh, yeah, they got a lot of eyes. Uh, you got analysts in 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 the booth. Uh, you got uh, obviously guys on the field, and it seems like they make tremendous adjustments during the game. Yeah. Um, and, and Coach talked about that, the, the adjustments uh, during the first half. Half time, so much technology now. Uh, you know, I wish I had some of that stuff with me coaching, being able to really show the guys exactly what's going on and what they're doing wrong. But uh, here's what Coach had to say about the adjustments during the game and halftime. No, I, I think it's a combination of both. You know, I love Bill, don't get me wrong, but – I don't always agree with him. I didn't always agree with him when I worked with him before. <laughs> but anyway, and I'm sure he'll say he didn't always agree with me. But anyway, um, you know, we're making adjustments between every series. I mean, we're going over the previous series, whether it's offense, defense, or whatever. They ran this stunt. We didn't block it right. Or, you know, they ran this formation. We didn't adjust to it correctly. Um, but... We also draw those things up as the game progresses so we can actually show the players those plays and some of the things that they did as maybe you've already covered it, maybe you didn't have a chance to cover it, but we kind of do both. And then if there's something different that we want to do, uh, sometimes you don't like to do it until you can get everybody in front of you and you can explain a little better than you can on the sidelines. So there are occasions where you want to make adjustments to things when everybody can see it because it doesn't just affect one group you know sometimes okay we're going to change how we play this that may affect the outside backers and the inside backers as well so um i i think both things are really really important and i think both things actually occur during a game uh this doesn't this doesn't occur this doesn't apply to nick saban but i think barry would agree he might not that there are coaches that can stay too long at one place. Yes. Age, now this is not this is not Nick Saban, but I think there I think you can stay too long that you get underappreciated and you get you get to be a victim of your own success. Yeah, uh, I think they, if you're not doing something extraordinary like Shashevsky was or like Coach Saban yeah. is, uh, if you're just making the tournament but you're not winning championships. Uh, yeah. Even 
even Dabo, like it's kind of going down right. a little bit. They're a little yep. bit tired of his act uh, yep. because he hadn't gotten there. Uh, you've got to be doing something extraordinary. Tw- they've heard all the yep. the cliches. They've That's heard right. they've heard all your like Lou Holtz. It wears off. Uh, yep. It certainly does. All right, we'll take the break here. We got a phone call here. Holding, we got plenty of lines open, 205-342-9904. Before we get to break, let us tell them about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Uh, I have a problem with an injury. Don't know what to, exactly what to do with that injury. Uh, injury should not have occurred. Uh, then Prince Glover and Hayes, the people that you need to call, 345-1234. Tell them uh, the process that you went through and what happened. And if they feel like that uh, you have some compensation coming. They will invite you over to 701 Rice Mine Road if they feel like you do, and you can get that you can get that uh, worked out. And they will go out and represent you in the right way. And brother, that's important. And the final thing I'll say to you is they've been successful. Prince Clubber and Hayes three four five one two three four. PrinceLaw.net is the website. And always remember, guys, if they don't win, then you don't pay. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic moving along pretty well this morning. The roadways are wet, so allow a little extra travel time so you can get there safely and on time. If you see conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Cashback is not available. Alabama Crimson Tide lives right here. Down the pylon. Touchdown, Alabama. On Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. You can the new inventory, the used inventory. Schedule a service right there. The holiday season is right around the corner. Go purchase a vehicle for uh, that special someone. You can swing by there today. See Justin Troll. See David DeSantis. When you get by there today, tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, to the uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota hotline, get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. I thought I was finished calling for the day, but after uh, <laughs> after Coach Sanderson casually dropped the mic, um, after that's some you know how he does right? that. Like he he has some knowledge on stuff. He kind of just throws he, it out there. It throws just a drops that mic and steps back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But real cool character. But mm. anyway, what I was going to say is that Barry, when Kevin tells you who that guy is that that told him that. The next step is to get in touch with that man and find out who the next head coach is. Well, I don't know this guy would know who the next head coach is. And Kevin and I have text back and forth. We both know who it is. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, but this guy wouldn't, wouldn't know who the next head coach is, but he would have his finger on what's going on. Uh, let's just say that. Well, very interesting. And um, it just makes me wonder what, what's, what's up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. Thank you, Phil. All right, back up to the uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota hotline. Get Tony in. Good morning, Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, guys. How are y'all? Um, uh, Barry, let me throw a hypothetical at you. Uh, and, Coach, you can answer this as well. Uh, 
I asked the same thing of uh, Gary yesterday. What what do y'all think the committee would have done had Washington lost by two points to Oregon State? Where would they have dropped? Uh, I think they would have fallen probably right behind Alabama. Uh, probably at uh, that so nine. Them, yeah, that would have put them at. Well, I guess that would have put them at eight and moved Alabama up to seven, right? Yeah. yeah. Now that that's what I would assume would happen too. And I think that's what they would do. Now, this is hypothetical, but it would be contradictory on their part because head-to-head matters, right? Washington beat Oregon head-to-head, so how could you possibly drop them behind Oregon? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you, you even though it was earlier in the year, it's the same thing we're going on. And, and do I think that Alabama deserves to be in front of Texas? No, not right now. But, you know, let the season unwind and let's see what happens. But – if they do beat the number one team in the country on at that time a 29-game win streak, then, yeah, I do believe they should be ahead of them. You know, I think, I think there's some people on that committee, and you're not going to agree with this, not on either, but they think there's some people on that committee who don't think head-to-head counts. They think, that they, they think they're so – let me finish. They think they're so smart that as the season's gone along, one team has gotten a lot better than the other one. Tony, let me ask you this. Do they look at it and say, I don't think you can look at the Alabama-Texas game. I know Alabama people argue and say Alabama could have won that game or should have won that game. Uh, I don't think you can mm-hmm. say that. Uh, I thought, of course, can't, Dan Lanning made some some coaching errors going forward on fourth down. So Oregon could have won that game. They actually looked like the better football team. Uh does that factor in that if that were to have happened? Do they get that in depth? I don't like people, you know, I guess speculating on who would win when they don't know. And we, we did say right. who would win, but I guess that would be the only difference there. Where you don't feel like with the head to head Alabama, Texas, that Alabama really had a real shot to win the game where Oregon did. Would you agree to that? I would agree to that. I, I would also agree with. Um, you got to look at what team is is has gotten better and what team is playing currently better. Uh, their strength of schedule, all that has to matter when it comes to to the the way they're log jammed right now. That that's what you got to look at. Now, obviously, we're going to have two teams that that's not going to be unbeaten uh, in the coming weekend. So you know, yeah. Uh, so, but uh, you know, I, I digress. I. I, guess, I don't know. I, uh, I want to ask you this: So, Michigan, Ohio State. Let's say it's a overtime game. How far mm-hmm. does the loser in that game do they fall below? I think yeah. I think the way they the way they have presented this, coach. I think that the loser of that game drops to fifth or sixth. Okay. That I think they will drop out of the top four. Yeah, no, no, I'm, not talking, also, I'm not talking we'll, about out of the top four. I'm talking about but they drop below Alabama and Texas. I guess with that one loss, would they be below? Them? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, mm, I I don't think they do. Yeah. I don't, but maybe I mean depends on where those teams are if, if i i don't know if you can drop ohio state if they were to lose i guess they're number two or three i can't recall but if they get beat i i, I don't see them dropping to eight yeah, you know right um obviously if they were to get beat you know by iowa in the big 12 championship game i could see them dropping for fairly low because i was pretty bad yeah. uh they i don't know what the deal is with them but uh Going on to, and guys, eventually, you know, and coach, you know, talked about Nick Saban retiring. Um, eventually, somebody's going to be right because he is eventually going to retire. And, and so, one year that the, the person says that is going to be right. And, uh, 
you know, all these um, Alabama fans that didn't grow up in the era I did and went through probably the worst outside of Earsby Whitworth, the worst time of Alabama football, they better hold on and, and realize what they have. I can tell you that. Uh, Be thankful. Yeah. Is that well? Is Alabama? If Alabama is going to be hard, if they were to beat the number one team in the nation, mm. is that not going to count for being in the Final Four? I I think it is. I, I you know, it, there's there's no. I mean, again, coach, it, and, and even if you beat them by Georgia missing a field goal, you still won the game. You're in position to win the game. So I, I would expect. Alabama to be in the top four, even if it's four. And, uh, you know, I don't the, – the hard thing is, like, Baron, uh, we've all been talking about, if Washington remains unbeaten, they're in. Whoever wins the Ohio State-Michigan game is in. If Florida State remains unbeaten, that's where you have a problem. I don't yep. I don't think it, it – I, I really – if we beat Georgia, I do think they'll jump Texas, even if Texas wins out. Would that's they, my opinion. Would they jump Florida State? Uh, well, if if Florida State wins out, then that would be that would be four, right? Because Georgia would yeah. lose, yeah. and that would take Georgia out. So Alabama will be in there with Florida State. Yeah. All right, but that, I don't that, think they jump yeah. an undefeated team. I think they would yeah. jump a one beat Texas team, a one loss Texas team. Well, outside of Alabama and Georgia, which is toughest, Florida State's got the toughest. Right. They're at Gainesville and they're playing Louisville. Don't 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 anybody sneeze at Louisville. Louisville. Louisville no. I actually think they lose one of those games. Yeah. Uh, now, look, guys, if they win, you can't take them out. That just means that, no. hey, we prove yeah. we're a better team with yeah, our backup right. quarterback. You know, I don't like people talking about TCU last year. TCU didn't deserve to be in there. Well, they beat Michigan in the semifinal. So yeah. then what are you saying about Michigan? Uh, now, That's right. Georgia did steamroll them. So you can't, when they get there, you earn your way in there and then say, well, they shouldn't have made it because of how they played in that game. Nobody talks about the TCU. CU Michigan game. Do you ever hear them talk yeah, about like that? They sweep over it. No, yeah. I never do. Uh, they they just sweep over it. Um, I think the bad taste in people's mouths last year was the fact they lost their title game to a uh, two-loss Kansas State team. Um, right. And honestly, the Kansas State team probably should have beat them earlier in the year, but they didn't. That's that's just it. Uh, well, you know, guys, I it, it'll be interesting. I, I listen do, and I'm with Coach Anderson on this. Guys, for Alabama to beat Georgia this year, they are going to have to play by far the best game they played this year, and I think they're going to have to force Georgia in some turnovers. I, Georgia's peaking, y'all. Georgia has beat people's – they beat people to sleep recently. Yeah. Uh, how good, how, good how football in the teams. world do you defend Brock Bowers? How? I, I, you, you can't – you, you got to get to the quarterback. You either have to get lucky and hope there's a bad throw or he just ain't healthy. I mean, I – because if you try to double team him, that leaves somebody else open, and they, they just have playmakers all over the field. And it's guys you've never heard of that can make plays. Yeah, who's this eighty-six they got? He's a, he's also uh, McConsky. Yeah. McConsky, yeah. What, yeah, he he's a ball player, man. <laughs> so you double cover Bowers, you got to get got to do with him. Yeah, all right, uh, block will. Before before you leave, mm. right now, right this minute, give me one name that you would like to see replace Nick Saban. Mm. One thing. I would have to say, um, I guess, Dan Lanning. Okay. He's familiar with SEC. He's been here. Hey, apparently, he's going to recruit. That's a good pick. He's young. Yep. He's what, late, yep. 30, late 30s? Yeah. I think pick. so. I, I know he's younger than me. <laughs> so, well, y'all have a good day, gentlemen. Have a good Thanksgiving if I don't talk to y'all. Tony, Thanks. always great call. Love it when you call. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. 
All right, back to the uh, Alabama One Hotline. Get Tom back in. What's up, Tom? <laughs> Tom, we're, we're starring you and Philip. How'd that, how'd that do? How'd that do on stirring people up, Tom? Okay, I, I said, what's that? A, a Thanksgiving gift you throw out there? You just drop stuff <laughs> out there, Tom. Like, this nonchalantly, like I talked to a guy wants to shake his hand. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing about Coach. Uh, you know, he, he had us uh, on edge with uh, Coach Reese about uh, his prospects of being a head coach at Alabama, and then now he's... Uh, He's got this going on, and, you know, uh, it's interesting to think about. So thank you uh, for that part. But uh, I, I, I was thinking about this while some of the conversation was going on. I, I, can I give the next guy some advice? Yeah. Sure. Whoever he's, he's, probably, he, he, he's probably listening. Well, who's it going to be, who's yeah, it gonna be you know Tom? Uh, I, I think that Tony's right. I think they'll play, make a hard play at landing at uh, okay. Oregon. Okay. And uh, is that is that who you – you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and you said that uh, – and I asked you if I guessed it, would you tell me? And uh, I guessed the guy at Kansas – was it Kansas or Kansas State? One of them. And, and you never did say anything. So I, I, don't I think, think he – I don't – I think he's he'll, – he'll be on the fi- in the five. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But uh, this is what I would tell him. Uh, Bill O'Brien, uh, Penn State went and got him after the uh, fiasco of, uh, of at Penn State. I don't want to go into a lot of detail, call names. It's ugly, crazy, all that. But uh, anyway, they hired him, and he'd come in, and they played a couple of games, and everybody was like, well, Joe Paterno used to do it. And he went out there to the podium. And he told a cuss fit. I mean, a cuss fit. And he told him, he said, let me tell you a thing or two right now. Joe Paterno ain't running this team. I am. And let me tell you this right here. He might have done this and that. Okay, well and good. But he's not here anymore. I'm running. And my advice to uh, the next coach at Alabama is you say that before you say anything. Don't get up there and say, thank you for letting me have no, this opportunity. No, Tom, you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, you can. No, you, you better can't. do it. You can't. You better go up there and throw the hatchet at everybody. That, that's what uh, Ray Perkins did. He came in here and changed yeah. everything. You got you got a you got a brown nose, you audience. No, nah, because these people love right. Saban. You got to you got to talk about man. We're going to try to add the things that he did. He's well, yeah. you cannot get up there. And that's what happened to uh, Ray Perkins. Took the yeah. tower down, changed everything. You can't do that. Uh, Matt Doherty did that when uh, Dean Smith retired. Got rid of the secretary. Tried to bring it. In. That does not work. Uh, Tom, rethink that one. Rethink okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe <laughs> no, I'm, well, no, I'm there ain't no wrong or right, but go back and look. Yeah, at, yeah. I mean, y'all have y'all have been coaches, and y'all been y'all have been at that level, and you know, I I haven't, but uh, it just. Matt Doherty went in when Dean Smith left, and he wanted to change everything. He got rid of the right. secretary that had been took the pictures down, did all that, and he didn't last very, very long. I'm not saying had he gone in there and said, hey, I played for Coach Smith. He's gone now. This is my job. I'm going to do it my way. But he played for him, you know. So that. And did you think Coach Perkins handled it the right way when he came? Well, you know, I, I'm the wrong person to ask because whoever they hired – 
whatever they do, you know, I go, well, okay, that's all right with me. If that's what he thinks we need to do, I'm yeah. that kind of person. It's you fascinating. I mean? It's fascinating how to handle it. I don't know how you handle it. I don't, I don't know if there I is a right way. I don't know if there is a right But I did, I did think, though, that, that not maybe going there and take all the pictures down five or six, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like Bill O'Brien saying, you know, get off my back and don't get on me and start hollering me about how somebody else did it. I'm going to do what's best for this program. Yeah, and uh, I think Nick Saban and, and, came in. He took all the TVs out of the weight room. He thought it was too much. Sure of a con- he thought it was too much of a country, but they weren't winning then. Uh, so there's a difference. All right, Tom. Thank you, sir. We got to get to break. Thank, thank you. you. All right, we get to break here. Come back. We got Digger holding. Uh, we'll fit, do what Digger has to say. Also, squeezing maybe another phone call to two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Then we'll hand the ball off to Gary Harris. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine. It's your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic moving along pretty well this morning. The roadways are wet, so allow a little extra travel time so you can get there safely and on time. If you see conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Catch Christian and Corey Miller every weekday here on Tide 100.9. Coming up Tuesday, it's a Talking Tuesday on the Miller's Edge. I want to hear your favorite moments of the Iron Bowl. We want to take your phone calls. We want to hear from you, the people. Plus, we might have some secret guests join us on the program. So stay tuned. Lock it in on the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC. Tune in 11 to noon to hear Christian and Corey Miller break down everything from college to the pros on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports. The Birmingham Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Rain ending this morning, clouds lingering much of the day today, the high 69. For tonight and tomorrow, mostly cloudy and colder. The low tonight, 46. The high tomorrow, 54. Thanksgiving Day Thursday, mostly sunny with a high at 56. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I get right up to the Alabama One hotline. Go to www.alabamaone.org for all their products and services. We appreciate those guys out of Alabama One uh, so much. All right, get to the Alabama One hotline and get Digger into the show. Good morning, Digger. Hey, Digger. There you go. Question for you. What's the best conference in the country right now? You tell me. Pac-12. Well, everybody's saying it's Pac-12. Yeah, I like Pac-12. Top to bottom. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let me. All right. Okay. And Georgia's schedule, all of a sudden, they're the best team in the country, but it's that schedule that they play? Yeah, but you got to look at how they're playing as well. Not just people talking about the schedule, but you go into Tennessee and beat them that bad. Come on. I understand. And how many losses Tennessee have? Doesn't matter. How many losses AM have? How many losses? I'm telling you. You got to show me something more. And who did you beat this weekend? Well, so, so what do you want? What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you want, Georgia? You want to put them team? Well, you brought a 
right now, you brought this thing up. They're saying, is Alabama going to move up tonight? What? You played tag and tag and tag and tag and tag and yeah, I don't think they'll okay. I don't Chad think they'll Nuga. move up. Yeah, I don't think they'll move up. I don't yeah, think they'll move that's up. That's what I'm saying. The point I'm trying to say with Anton, he doesn't seem to understand. Head to head does count. Why are we playing these games if it doesn't count? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. The bottom line is you get the Big Twelve champion and the SEC champion, which is Alabama, Texas, the Big Twelve champion. If that scenario comes up, Big Twelve champion beat the SEC champion. In your own backyard by double digits. What happens? If, what happens if Oklahoma beats Texas up. again? What, it's well, Texas, that's Oklahoma. the other thing. You keep saying that. <laughs> Are you sure you're going to be able to run on this defense? I don't think so. Twenty-one rushes, nine yards last week. This is an NFL defensive front. Nobody's running on Texas. You might be able to pass. Okay, well, that's, that's that's how they've been getting well, into the if game. We can, if we can't run on you, we're going to throw over you. Yeah, and you think you're going to have, with that quarterback you got now, I know he's good, but the only thing he's got going is running. Everybody okay. says if Alabama and Texas played now, they'd beat them double digits, Digger. What do you say to that? <laughs> oh, please. Oh, my goodness. Where and when and why? Why why, why aren't we doing this in week 11? <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Oklahoma beat Texas. How did y'all lose to Oklahoma? Well, look, that was in the last look. Oklahoma not hey. good. Listen, listen. It was the look. It's just like the Florida Georgia game. You get these special event games at a neutral site. All bets are off. Bad loss, especially digger. if it's a rivalry. That's a bad loss, digger. You lost by three in the last minute. Yeah. How did you lose? You want to talk about bad losses? Think about it. Neutral site, and we lost in the last minute. How did you lose? At home by double digits, and it wasn't even close. But Oklahoma. We closed out the last seven minutes Oklahoma on a lost, running play. Oklahoma lost to Kansas and Oklahoma State. Not good, Digger. Thank you, buddy. Expecting Texas to go undefeated. Hang in there, Digger. Keep calling, Digger. Texas may be in the final four. All right, back to the Yellowwood Hotline. We'll let Steve close out the show. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, Coach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been living in Tuscaloosa for fifty years now, but I'm originally from Lynchburg, Virginia. Yeah. Didn't you used to know somebody else from Lynchburg, Virginia? Uh, I don't know. I can't. If I did, I don't know it. Who was? What it? about David Hobbs? Yeah, David Hobbs is his expert. I, I didn't realize. Hey, I, he came to me from another school. I, I, I knew it, knew that, but I forgot. Right, I remember mean, originally. He he hit the la- he hit the uh, game winning shot in the state finals to um, win the state championship his last year in EC Glass. But I was wondering if you heard anything from him or have a report on him or if you. Yeah, David Hobbs is doing fine. Yeah. I talk to him all the time. He's living in Birmingham. He'll, Bur- he'll in be Birmingham. on our show doing basketball. He just had his knee replaced. He's living in Birmingham, oh, really? right? Living in yeah. Birmingham. Just, just a, he's just a very admirable man in every way. Yeah, he did a good job coaching. Yeah, yeah great guy. Nice guy, too. Great yeah. guy. Y'all have a great Thanksgiving. Thank, Thank you, Steve. All Thank right. You. Now, tomorrow, uh, we'll have Bill Cameron on. Uh, maybe we'll have another guest at 730. Maybe uh, talk a little Iron Bowl there. We'll also... Uh, release the blue plate special a day early. Oh. 
and I'll give my dessert plate. And I gotta go. I gotta go to Huntsville. Are you in Huntsville? You and Bryce will be hanging out today. Uh, Bryce didn't call. Thank goodness. Well, Bryce will be there tonight. Uh, He's been talking about this for about six months. So if he Mm -hmm. doesn't show up, I got much. I ain't got much to say. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alabama one. Go to www.alabama1.org. Uh, the Black Wednesday sale is tomorrow. You can read all about that. Get that CD, get that loan. The earlier you get in, the better the rate that you get. Uh, so you can find all that information right there on the website. Noah Haynes, we appreciate it. Uh, one more show this week, and then we'll put a bow on this week and get ready for uh, Thanksgiving. No, you going somewhere special for Thanksgiving? I'm going to go see one of my friends in Nashville. Nash Vegas, baby. I love it. All right, that's it for today's show. Gary will be next. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.